Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. We're in the middle of a series called Distracted. Many of us, we're very distracted. I want to ask you, we're very real here at Avenue Church. Let me ask you a question today. I need some honest feedback, all right? Have you ever been so distracted that you did something and you didn't realize? Is that anybody here? You're so distracted, you did something. There's some honest people. If you're not raising your hand, then you're liars. That's okay. We'll pray for you. We love you, right? You don't even hear my question. You're so distracted right now. Come on, somebody. One day I was working in my office and my wife, uh, we, you know, we share offices and all that. And, and I, I got a little hungry. And so I grabbed some hummus out of our fridge because we have a home office. We beg, right? And so I had hummus. I grabbed some chips, had some carrots and chips. And I was eating that and had a little snack. And I was so busy. I was so busy. Have you ever been so busy but you accomplished nothing? That's called being distracted. And I was so busy, and I wouldn't put it back like a good husband. I put my things back, and I went back to work. And also my wife came back in and said, did you mean to put the hummus in the pantry and the chips in the fridge? I was distracted. I'm notorious for my wife saying, hey, I'm cooking dinner. Can you run to the store real quick? I really need an onion. Onion? Yes, babe, I'll get you an onion. White onion, red onion, what kind of onion? I'll get you all the onions in the store. I'll run down to the grocery store, and I have a habit of putting in my headphones, my hearing aid, and I'll listen to a sermon. I always love podcasting, YouTube, things like that. So I'll, I'll listen to something. I'll go to the store. I'll walk inside the grocery store, go to the produce aisle, say, I want a salad later. I'm going to get some salad. I'm going to get some carrots. Oh, you know what? Protein bars. I'm going to get some protein bars. I'm a little hungry right now. I'm going to get some chocolate, right? I'm going to get all these things. I'll check out. I'll come home and say, babe, look at all these things I got. She said, that's great. Where's the onions? I'll be right back. I completely forgot. Is any dudes in here? Help me out. Help me out. Anyone else? Thank you. We're going to have a small group later on. We forget things. But we are distracted. And so you saw the scripture on, in the video, but our theme scripture is John 10.10. 10. And I want to be honest with you, during January we had a 21-day fast, and I've been beginning to pray about our direction of our church. God, what are you going to do? We've seen amazing growth. How many know we're only two years old, and God is doing something exceedingly and abundantly, more than we can think, more than we can comprehend. And let me hear you. We can give God a clap for that, because it's all Him. But what God is doing at this church, He can do it in your own life. That God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly more in your life that you were created on purpose, for a purpose, beforehand, before you're placed on this earth. God said, I got amazing plans for every single person here today. But as I begin to pray, God began to put on my heart distracted, distracted. And then John 10:10, 10, 10, I read it. John 10:10 10, 10 says, The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come so they may have life and have life to the full. And so, God, how, do, how does the enemy begin to destroy us? And that's where this series began to be birthed out of. And this series has been with me for a long time. So last service, I got wild. I got crazy. Why? Because it's in me. It's been in me for months. The moment God gives you a word, you see it everywhere. It drives you crazy. Say, I am so distracted. So I'm preaching to myself today, but I rewrote the Bible. So this might be the NIV version, but now we're going to do the Avenue version, all right? We're going to do the Jeremy Bosma translation, JBT, all right? It's safe. It's a safe translation. And it says this, the thief only come to steal, to kill, and to distract. And to distract. I believe with all my heart, the devil doesn't need to destroy you if he could distract you. He doesn't need to make you bad. He just needs to make you busy. Because if you're busy, you're no longer going to make a difference. You're no longer going to make an impact. You're no longer going to influence the people for the kingdom of heaven if he could keep you 
distracted. So here's our theme scriptures, Matthew chapter 13. So we got John 10, 10. But here's Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 through 9. But if you have your Bibles, get your Bibles out and go to Matthew 13, verse 18. Now, I love Avenue Church. We have free Bibles for you on the side. So you can take those home with you. You can grab one. Ask our usher team. Ask anybody around here wearing a badge that says, welcome home. And we'll give you a free Bible. You get your phones out. You don't have to Facebook down here. You can Facebook right here. But if that distracts you, put it away. And so you can use YouVersion app. You get your iPhones out. If you have a Samsung or a Galaxy, our prayer team's going to lay hands on that phone and say, work in Jesus' name. <laughs> After the service as well. But here's Matthew 13, verse 1 through. And every week people are like, you hating on my Android? I'm like, droid. Okay. Matthew chapter 13, and 1 through 9, Jesus is telling a story. He has a parable. And in part of his story, he says, here's the story, everybody. And he's telling the crowd of multitudes. They believe it's over 10,000 people. And he says, once there was a farmer. And the farmer came and he had a bunch of seed. He scattered seed amongst the paths. And this was last week. The, skis that were scat- the seeds that were scattered amongst the path, the birds came and snatched it away. We see that bird sometimes with Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat. It comes and snatches it away. Instead of swiping right, we need to swipe up to Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'm sorry. That was, a bad, that was a bad pastor joke, all right? Get your Facebook. Get your face out of Facebook. Get your face in the book. Okay. And so the second seed, if you're new here, this is about as good as it gets. I am so sorry. I apologize. The second seed was amongst the rocky soil. But when the seeds began to sprout out, the sun came and scorched it. The third seed was amongst the thorn, thorny path. And when the thorns came, the thorns came and choked the seed. That's going to be next week. Do not miss next week at Avenue. But then he goes begins, begins to tell a story about weeds, about good soil. And then he said, there's some weeds. You know what? There's some, there's some areas in our life, we're doing everything correct. But because of the call of God in your life, the enemy is going to come in and sabotage your seed. He wants to sabotage your purpose. He wants to take away what God has already put in. And I'm here to tell you, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. That God has given us the victory in Jesus' name. That though the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, or to distract, we say, God, thank you for the seeds in my life. Thank you for seeds of purpose in my life. So he tells the story. He says, the good soil, this is the soil that produces good crop, 60, 30, whoever hears, let them hear. And then in verse 18, he goes away from the crowd. I love this. The disciples are with Jesus the entire time, right? Disciples are like good church people. Come on. Amen. Yes, Jesus. Come on. Wow. Amazing. Right? When they walk away, they're like, seeds, right? You got that seed, soil, rocky thorns. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think you got that. Until they get, in, get behind closed doors with Jesus, and they go, Jesus, you know about the, the story you told with the seeds and the farmer? He goes, yes, yes, my son, right? He goes, what does it mean? Like, I have no idea. How many have been in that predicament before? I know not at Avenue Church, right? But you walk away here going, I have no idea what he was talking about. The same thing happened to the disciples. And Jesus said this in verse 18. I'm going to read this. He said, listen then to what my story meant. He said, when anyone who hears the message about the kingdom, it does not understand it, the evil one comes. And he snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed so along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word, receives it, with joy, but because they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes their way, they quickly fall away. The seeds falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word but worries about this life and the deceitfulness of wealth. They choke the word, making it un. 
fruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word. They understand it. The one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was so. So we're in this series for, three, uh, for four weeks. The first week was, was snatch. The second week today is going to be scorch. Next week is going to be choke. And then the fourth week is going to be Sabbath. But here's the main thought you're going to hear over and over in this series. And I need help this morning. Is that your life is too valuable. Come on. Your calling is too great. And your God is too good for us to be distracted by things that do not matter. Amen. And so today, thank you. It's a little golf clap. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. So today is scorched. Scorched. I want you to turn and tell your neighbor, you look a little scorched today. You look a little scorched today. Have you ever been, raise your hand if you're from Nevada. Like you've been here 20 some years, right? 20 some years. Raise your hand if this is your first year. You're one. You're one in Nevada. Anyone? Anyone? No one. Come on. There we go. Be proud of that. Come on. I'm going to give you some tips, all right? In the, you might live in Las Vegas, Nevada if you get sunburnt on a cloudy day. Come on. You might live in Las Vegas, Nevada, right, if you get a nice tan just walking out to your car on a parking day. You might live in Las Vegas if you're tan on this side and you're white on this side from driving, right? I'm talking about, like, what the heck? I need to get out more. You might live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, many years ago, I was a youth pastor on the east side of town. Yeah, yeah, right? And we used to do a fireworks booth. I don't know why. I was on drugs then. I have no idea. I'm kidding. We would do a fireworks booth every summer in June to July for 4th of July. And so that was the time I hated everybody who went to Moapa, all right, or Pahrump, right? We're going to get illegals. Buy my fountain, right? But we would do it to raise money to send our students to camp. And here's what I love in that fireworks booth. It'd be 100 degrees, 120 degrees. And one year I was fed up. I had enough of the heat. And so we had uh, swamp coolers out there. We had generators out there. We had a PlayStation with TV out there. We had a DVD player. We had everything you were not supposed to have in that fireworks booth. And the fire inspector came to inspect our booth. I went, oh no. And so when he walked in, and I love this. I love my east side kids. Come on, somebody. And so I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? And he's like, okay, make, make sure you don't have this or no swamp coolers, no electricity. It's a fireworks booth. I'm like, of course, of course. And behind him, I see my students with everything. They got swamp coolers. They got carts. And so I said, come on into the booth. He goes into the booth. My kids are on the outside like, Pastor, we got you, Pastor. Pastor, we got you. And they put everything back inside. I was like, I don't, I, I, I don't know what I yeah, nothing's here. Yeah. <laughs> we just look like hermits in the booth, you know. But on our final year of doing the fireworks booth, I love my, many of our Eastside kids, they're serving on the A-team today. Come on, somebody. All right, watch out. But on the final week of our fireworks booth, it's forced to July. My wife was there helping. We were helping with our, along with our students, and she got sick got nauseated, started throwing up, had to go home because she had a heat stroke. And I began to look at the definition of a heat stroke. A heat stroke is caused by your body overheating 
due to prolonged exposure to high temperatures and not hydrating enough. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like being scorched. That sounds like being distracted. That we're, being, we're overheating due to too much things in our life. Due to the hustle, the bustle, the busyness of it all. That we're not stopping and hydrating with God's Word. Come on church. With prayer. Alright. With small groups. With community. By things that really do matter. We're just too distracted. So I'm going to go quick today. Write this down. Number one, distractions lead to barren living. Barren living. Many of us were busy, therefore we're barren. We're not producing fruit. I am so busy, but I got nothing done. I'm so busy, but nothing happened for the kingdom of heaven. See, I look up the, uh, the definition of barren. This blew my mind. Barren means too poor to produce or lifeless. Now, too poor doesn't mean money. It means I have nothing to contribute. I am dead on the inside. And maybe that's you here today. I'm, I have some good news that Jesus says, I am the life. I am the resurrection. What is barren will now come back to life in Jesus' name. He will give you new life in Jesus Christ. But you might feel like you're barren. You might feel like you're burned out. You're completely scorched, that we're busy but not fruitful. We're not making a difference. Maybe you're scorched by the busyness of life. Maybe you're scorched right now just thinking about your schedule. Maybe you're scorched right now thinking about that text message. Scorched by thinking about that Facebook post. Maybe you're scorched by your job or scorched by that church or that pastor or that family member. Maybe you're scorched by worry or fear that you hold on to. And Jesus, he gives us some insights on why the seed gets scorched in verse 5. He says, some seed fell in rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly. It's there. And that happens to many of us. We see some, oh, they're making a difference. It's happening. There's a step. Something's occurring in their life. But when the sun came out, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. I want everybody, everybody in this place to say, no root. You know, listen to me. Now, when Jesus said rocky places, I always thought it looked like my backyard. In my backyard, it was completely dirt and rocks. And what I did is I came in and I wanted to put some plants in and we tried to put turf down and all these things. And so as I was shovel, it was literally every other uh, uh, stake into the ground was a rock. I was like, dear God, why do I live in Las Vegas, Nevada? In the south, in the Midwest, it's like dirt, right? You just, woo! You're able to put a stinking tree in the ground because it's nice, fresh, black dirt. But in Nevada, you work for it. Come on, somebody, right? Like, a tree. <laughs> Sorry. It's like that tree barely made it, right? But that's not what rocky soil meant in the times of Jesus. It's not a bunch of soil with rocks all over it, and you can just pull the rocks out. This rocky soil, according to theologians, meaning it was an entire big rock. It was a large surface of nothing but rock, one rock. And the soil on top of it was just enough to be able to have a little seed plop out a little bit of fruit, a little bit of something to come out of it, but there was not enough space underneath for root. There's not enough place for growth. I want you to write this down. Number two, distractions, they lead to shallow living. Distractions lead to shallow living. I don't know if you've ever been a part of a hurricane or a storm, but a tree that has shallow roots 
always falls over when a storm comes. Always get pulled out. The trees laying on the ground. You can see the roots uh, sticking out of the ground. But how many know a tree with deep roots will never fall? And that's exactly what Jesus was saying. Jesus said, hey, listen, when you are saved, you begin to have roots. You begin to be planted in the church, planted in God's word, planted into a small group. Don't unroot and go somewhere else. Stay planted. But for many of us, we think, okay, when I'm saved, I am now exempt from storms. I used to think this way, and sometimes I wish it was this way. I'm going to say, Jesus, come into my life. Thank you, Lord. There's no more bad things are going to happen to me. No more storms in my life. The seas are going to be always calm. It's always going to be amazing, right? I'm going to be like, Jeremy, how are you? God is good, right? All the time, right? How are you today? I'm blessed and highly favored. Woo! But the problem is, we're not exempt from storms. We're only storm-proof. The storms are still coming. The storms are still going to happen. But here's the thing. Many of us, that's not good enough. We say, no, I will only sign up for this if you make the storms go away. But it's in the storms we begin to learn how much we need God. In the storms we begin to learn that I need Jesus. Do you know what it means to be storm-proof? It means that when a storm shows up, if you're deeply rooted, if you have depth, when a storm shows up, it doesn't affect us like it does everyone else. I am blown away. Can I pastor today for a little bit? I am blown away on how, much, how little it takes for someone to be uprooted. They'll be laid in bed all day, all week, not making a difference. They'll leave. They'll go somewhere else because of what somebody said. What does that mean? Shallow living. Shallow living. Man, I don't, can't believe they put that on Facebook. Man, that CNN or Fox News or whatever's going on, I just have to, I have to sit out. I have to, I have to have a time out in my life. I'm here to tell you, storm-proof means storms don't affect us like it does anyone else. I am storm-proof because every storm that comes my way, I'm still standing in Jesus' name. But I learned something. I learned something. The testing of my faith develops perseverance. Perseverance develops my character. That when storms come my way, I'm ready. I am storm proof. Why? Because your life is too valuable. Your calling is too great. Your God is too good to be distracted by things that do not matter. We're distracted, and because of that distraction, this is me right here. We're distracted, and we have shallow living. But for so many of us, we want, you can't have deep water blessings living a shallow water life. And this is my heart. Man, I, I was reading this this week, and I was going, God, couldn't you just say, like, snatched, then, like, choked, you know, then, like, sabotaged? Why do we got to do scorch on week two of this bad boy? Okay, it's Memorial Weekend. Cool. I'll do it on Memorial Weekend. But listen to me, as your pastor, I desire more than anything, I desire for you to have deep blessings. I desire for you to have so much root in the Word of God, in the things of God. I want your identity to be based upon the Word of God so that you can impact the kingdom for God's praise and God's glory. There's nothing that I love more than you seeing your value, than seeing you seeing your calling, you seeing how much God loves you, that He wants to use you. Because we have root. We have depth in this life. And so growth track, we do it every single Sunday. The reason why we don't have growth track today is because it's the fourth weekend. So we're doing small group leader training. But growth track is not our 
it's not our program that gets you into our church. It's a system designed to help you find your purpose, to help you take your next step. Every single person in this room, you all have a step to take, and we want to help you find that step. How can I grow in my relationship with Jesus Christ? How can I increase? How can I begin to learn how to know God, how to find freedom, how to discover purpose, how to make a difference? One of the most powerful things to have deep roots is community. That's why today we have small group leader training. If you're new here today, you can go to small group leader training. If you've been with us since, the, since our two-year birthday, you can go to small group leader training. And I encourage you, our small groups are based upon free market. So even just last Sunday, I don't know if they're in this, I just did a small group leader training, just this last service. We're going to have a boxing. We might have a boxing small group. Come on, somebody, right? I'll get you out, man. I'll get some deep rook. Come on. They're all going to stand back here. If you don't applause, i got to box you. Come on. But we're going to have small groups during the summer. We're only going to have five weeks this summer because there's value in community. It is our vision at Avenue Church that as we grow bigger, we're going to grow smaller through small groups. Now, we're not a church with small groups, like it's over there. and it's, it's an extracurricular thing. We're not a church with small groups. We are a church of small groups. It is my vision to have more people attending small groups than on Sunday morning. Why? Because that's where deep roots is. That's where depth is. But please come on Sunday. But that's where depth is. That's where it takes place. And so if God's talking to your heart right now, meet me right after in the growth track room. And I'll talk about it. You're not signing up. You're just interested. But here's the thing, number three, distractions, because we're so busy, lead to zero commitment. Distractions lead to zero commitment. Jesus said they, they hear the word. They're excited. Woo! Come on, somebody. But they fall away quickly because of trouble, because of trials, because it's uncomfortable. You know, many of us, it's summertime. I'm so grateful for this weather right now. Please stay at 70 or 80, not 90 or 100, because I'm working on my summer body, right, all right? It still needs to come out. It's figuring it out. But how many know, summer's coming. It gets a little warmer. I got to work out. So I'll sign up for the gym. I'll look at DVDs, Beach Body, whatever the heck there is out there, right? You've got some stuff you can give your pastor, right? A meal plan. Go to the grocery store, meal plan. Woo, I'm pumped. Come on, somebody. Follow all the fitness people on Instagram. Many are in their church, right? Woo, come on, they're, they're skinny. They got abs. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Somebody the other day said, you look like Ryan Reynolds. I said, that's true until they got abs. He cheated on me. Come on, somebody. And you're all amped. You're all excited, right? And then after a few days, you're like, this is not fun. Running, demonic. Bike riding, too long. I go to the gym just to go to the gym. How you doing? You doing good? Cool. I went to the gym. Woo! <laughs> Meal planning, eating healthy, it's fun for a day or two, right? After a week, you're like, I need cake. Cake never did me wrong. <laughs> Anyone else with me? I need protein cake. There's protein. Is there protein cake? Why, why, why does that happen? Because it gets uncomfortable. What happens after a week when we do not see results, we quit. We give up. You know why? Because we welcome the quick distractions versus the commitment to change. The commitment to change. Rooted represents commitment. And that's hard. That is so tough. But rooted means we're committed. When you're rooted, you won't quit 
easily. When you're rooted, the storms are to come, and I'm still standing. I am still here. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand there for, do not be yoked again with sin, but I am standing on the things of God. Why? Because I'm committed. I'm committed. When you're rooted, you will not quit easily. But listen to me, church, and this goes for me too. I believe in your commitment. I believe your commitment is genuine. But I don't trust your emotions. That's where it gets scary. I believe in your commitment, but I worry about our emotions. I'm going to put something on the screen today. I really hope this works. This this will help you identify something. But I'm going to put this on the screen today. I do not feel like blank today. I don't feel like blank today. I want you to think about it. What is in there right now? Fill that in right now. Put it in your Bible. Write it on your notes, iPhone, your arm, anywhere. I don't feel like blank today. And whatever you put on that line, I believe, is exactly what the enemy is trying to distract you from. For some of you, it could be, maybe it's a physical thing. I believe with all my heart, if you get the physical down, the spiritual is going to follow after. If I can have physical discipline, I can have spiritual discipline. But here's the, here's the thing. If it all becomes physical, then it's all just you and not spiritual. If you have physical with the spiritual, you can have physical discipline with spiritual discipline. But if it's all about you on the gram, if it's all about you and how, how well you're doing as an individual, then it's not about Jesus. If it's all about spiritual, I believe you can make an eternal difference, but it's the commitment. I don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like reading my word today. And I'm encouraging today, don't, many of us, we don't obey the word, we obey our thirst. I remember the Sprite commercials. First things first, obey your thirst. Can somebody find me to do that? I do that almost every single day. I'm here to encourage you, don't obey the thirst of temptation. Don't obey the thirst of our emotion. Don't obey the thirst of the crowd. The thirst of social media, Instagram, and Facebook. How many likes? How many of this? How many of that? I'm not an old school preacher. Please follow me on, on social media, all right? Tag me right now on Instagram. Sorry, boomerang me, all right? I'll boomerang right now. Got a boomerang opportunity, right? I enjoy social media, but it can't allow it to distract us. We cannot allow it to distract us. I'm going to encourage you today. We're going to do a series this summer called Tame Your Monster. Then after that, we're going to do family vibes. We're going to talk about parenting. I want to encourage you today, don't obey your kids. Don't obey your kids. Our kids all the time, right? Do I have to? I don't want to. The other week, just this week, my son goes, do I have to eat dinner? <laughs> ah, you're hilarious, right? Do I have to eat dinner? Yes, you have to eat dinner. Of course you do, because I know what's best for my son. Because if he skips dinner, he'll go to ice cream, snack. He'll raid the pantry. He's a ninja, all right? He'll smuggle gushers. I know my son. The thing is, on Sunday morning, our kids will go, do I have to go to church? And here's what I love about Avenue Church. The reason why I can say that with confidence, because this is the other way at Avenue Church. I love that our kids are getting you to church. Come on, somebody. Week after week, I hear, Mommy, Daddy, can I go to the fun church? Can I go to Avenue Church? So give it up for Avenue Kids team. Give it up for our kids. I love it. 
But here's the thing. I want my son to have deep roots so that the seeds of purpose can flourish in his life. He's seven now, but if I begin to sow those seeds, if I can begin to put those roots inside of him, he'll follow after God when he's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Why? Because what you sow now begins to grow later. What you instill now is instilled later. But here's what I found out. It's all about, you know, Jesus said this is the parable of the seed. But as I begin to read more and more of this, really it's not about the seed, it's about the soil. It's about the soil. Really, this is a story of the soil. You see, it's not the seed's fault, but it's the soil. See, Jesus said there's rocky soil because the soil is rocky. They are now scorched. Because the seed, because the soil is on the path, it is now snatched. Because there's soil that's on the thorny areas, it is now choked. I'm encouraging you today that the seed is coming regardless. Purpose is coming your way. God wants to use you for, your, for his praise and his glory. But i got to ask you today, is your soil ready? What is the status of your soil in your life? What is the status of your soil? Because good soil produces good fruit. And good fruit has deep root. So what is the status of your heart? What kind of soil are you today? I want to encourage you today that God is not looking at the gift. He's looking at the soil. He's looking at your heart. I thank God he's given us many gifts. I thank God that we have gifts up here and over there and all across the A-team, in your workplace, in your family, that you're using your gifts for God's praise and God's glory. And God loves all of that, but first he wants the heart. He wants to know how your heart is. The fruit is the gift and the heart is the soil. But here's what Hebrews chapter 2, verse 2 says. It says, we must pay most careful attention, therefore, to what we've heard. So God, what is the status of my soil? And God says, we need to pay attention, therefore, not to what we have heard, so that we will not drift away. Proverbs 16, verse 20, the Good News translation says, pay attention to what you're taught and you'll be successful. It says, trust the Lord and you will be happy. What is the status of my soil, God? What is the status of my heart today? Because the seed is coming and I'm ready to be used by God. But here's some studies. As I begin to research this out, worship team's going to go ahead and make their way up here. But as I begin to study this out, they did a scientific study. Here's three ways to have attention. Here's three ways to eliminate distraction in your life. And so I'm reading this. I'm going, this is great. Okay, it's a scientific study. I'm reading through this thing. And how many know through every new study they find, it's already found in the Word of God. It's already there. And so here's the study. The study was, number one, you need awareness. Number two, you need focus. And number three, you need planning in order to have full attention, in order to remove scientifically distraction in your life. Put up that slide. It's awareness, it's focus, and then it's planning. So I'm going to break this down for us today as I close, and I hope this helps you. How do I find deep roots in my life? Where do I go from here, Pastor? I understand scorched. Maybe you're here today and you're burned out. Maybe you're here today and you feel lifeless. 
Maybe you're here today. You say, I'm just not satisfied. I believe God's doing something in my life. I am ready. I don't want to be on the sidelines anymore. I don't want to be a spectator. I want to be a contributor. I want to be a part of what God is doing here in Las Vegas, Nevada. But number one, we've got to be aware of the status of our soil. Be aware. You know what happens when we're aware? We know exactly what to eliminate. See, last week was stop, cut, and then go. And so if we're aware, we know exactly what the distractions are in our life. And right now, my belief is that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today, and he is telling you right now, this is what needs to go in your life. This is what needs to go away. Here's the trade-off that's taking place. For some, it's sin. For some, it's secret distractions. But for many of us, it's not bad. It's just busyness. It's just busyness. We're unaware. Number two is we need to focus on the right things. We need to focus on the right things. So here's my question today. Are you, do you have the freedom in your life right now to stop and to focus? Focus means no interruptions. Focus means free of distractions. Focus means I'm in time with prayer, in my word. I'm just asking God to speak to me. God, I'm not going to give you five seconds. I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm not going to give you five minutes. I'm going to give you 15 minutes. I'm just going to clear my mind. How many know it takes like 30 minutes to declutter your mind, to actually have time and space to just allow God to speak to us? Because when I pray, I go squirrel all the time. Every morning when I wake up, I roll out of bed. I wish I could tell you I'm God's man of faith and power. Come on, somebody. When I wake up, all of a sudden God's word's in my hands and I'm reading it, and it's amazing. That's not the case. Because number three, it says this, we need to plan our devotion. See, when you focus, you begin to plan. And for so many times this last week, we did a distraction challenge. And if you flunked it, do it again. But it was scriptural over digital. It's every morning, instead of waking up, rolling out of bed and go, Facebook, right? Text message, email, Instagram, Snapchat. Put the phone down and say, my word of God. I'm going to go scriptural over digital today. I'm going to say, we're going to pull it out. I'm not going to do Christian karaoke, right? Ah, right? I'm going to read this thing. I'm going to begin to pull some nuggets out. Every single person here is a minister for God's praise and God's glory. God speaks to me and he speaks to you. Through his word, through prayer. You know what I love about Tiger Woods? Not only did he finally win, right? But his dad used to teach Tiger Woods how to golf. But Tiger Woods, just a little guy, he put him on the, on the tee box, and as Tiger Woods would begin to swing to hit his golf ball out, his dad would sit there and yell. He would yell at him, say things that weren't true, try to distract his little boy, Tiger Woods. He'd say, you're worthless, you're terrible. Hey, whoop, 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 look at me. Hey, Tiger, hey, Tiger, hey. And the, the, the more he did it, the more Tiger Woods got used to it, and the more he began used to it, the more he began to ignore it, and the more he began to ignore it, the more he had crystal clear focus on the goal, on the prize, on the race before him. And that's what we do. We say, devil, I hear you, but I ain't listening. Because God, I, I fixed my eyes on the author and the Perfector of my faith, and that is Jesus Christ. I have crystal clear focus on my purpose for Jesus Christ. Why? Because your life is too valuable, your calling is too great, and your God is too good for us to be distracted by things that do not matter. So we need to be aware. 
We need to have focus. I love this. People who focus well, they report feeling less fear. People who focus well report feeling less frustration, less sadness, because they can literally deploy their attention away from the negatives of life. You know what that is? Stormproof. Stormproof. I'm aware. I'm focused. But now I'm going to plan my devotion. Put up a challenge here. Is I want you to plan your spiritual routine to gather deep roots. What are you going to do today, starting today, to grow your roots? Are you going to lead a small group for five weeks? I get up tomorrow morning, so I'm going to read my word. I'm going to start Matthew. I'm going to start in Romans. I'm just going to start somewhere. I'm going to read my word, maybe just a chapter. I'm going to pray every single day. Maybe you've got kids in your house. I'm going to open up a devotion. I'm going to read my kids' Bible to my children. What am I going to do today? I need to plan my devotion. Plan your Bible time. Plan your quiet time. Plan your church time. Plan your small group time. But also this. This is so interesting. They said with everything to do with attention. Attention has to be aware. You've got to be focused. Right? You've got to plan this out. But the study began to go on to say that all in all, attention, to be free from distraction, to have complete attention, is key for our ability to, to, to submit ourselves to a greater good. If you want to have clear, crystal clear focus and clarity, and to be free from distractions, we are to make a difference. I'm going to serve. I'm going to join the A team. I'm going to go to Growth Track. You know, I said, did I miss Growth Track? No, starting next week, step one. Week one, step one. I'm going to make a difference. It's not about getting more things done. It's about getting the right things done. I'm going to close with this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. I read this this week. And there's sometimes for many of us, and it's just kind of a side note. Sometimes we'll try to read through the Bible in a year and just try to fly through it. But there's sometimes there's power when you read a scripture verse and it quickens your spirit. Because to do something on the inside of you, you go, man, there's something about this verse. So I'm going to read this verse out of the Amplified Version. And it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who by faith have tested the truth of God's absolute faithfulness. Those are those that are in heaven watching us. It says, I'm going to strip off every unnecessary weight and sin. Why? Because I'm aware. I'm going to strip off every necessary weight and sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and act of persistence the race that is set before us. I'm going to look away. I'm going to look away from all that distracts me and I'm going to focus on my eyes on Jesus. Come on church. The author and the perfecter of my faith. The one who brings our initiative to our belief who for the joy accomplished the goal in the mighty name of Jesus. Will you stand and give God praise. Give God glory today because your life it's too valuable. Your calling's too great. Your God is too good to be distracted by things that do not matter. I said this last week, but I am so thankful that Jesus came to this earth because God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. That when Jesus was here, he was not distracted. 
Jesus said, I need to go to the cross. I need to die for them. I need to pay the price so that we can make a difference. With every head up, every eye open today, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've been distracted. Pastor, I've been busy. Pastor, I'm not making a difference. But today, I'm done with being distracted by things that do not matter. That's you. Just put a hand up. Put a hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. Keep it up right now. I want you to look all over this room. We're in this together. We're in this together. We say, you know what? I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to choose today to be aware, to focus, and to plan. You know what? I'm going to rejoice daily because God's going to use me. If we bow our heads, close your eyes, let me pray with you. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every single person that's here today. And Father, I believe in all my heart, you want to stop the service just for a moment. To say, if you're here today and you feel like you're scorched, feel like you're burned out. You feel like you're too poor to produce. You feel like you're lifeless. That God wants to stop heaven and earth at this moment to say that your life is too valuable. That the call of God on your life is too great. And our God is too good for you to feel that way. And so God, I just pray if that's somebody in this room today, they feel like they're going to quit. Maybe when they got out of bed today, they said, I'm going to give church one more try. Maybe they Googled us. Maybe a friend brought them. And God is here to say today, you are good soil. And you have good seed. I'm going to use you for my praise and my glory. If you're here today and you feel like you don't have any hope, you don't have any purpose, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to single you out. But just with every head out, every eye closed, if you're today and you say, Jeremy, I'm ready to take a step. Pastor, will you lead me in a prayer today corporately with the entire church? That will you say, you know what, I'm going to take a step today. I'm no longer going to be busy or distracted by things that do not matter. But today, I'm going to give God my heart. I'm going to give God my life. If that is you, just put a hand up, put it right back down. How about eye closed? Hand up. Yes, 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 yes. Anyone else? Yes, yes, yes. Up, right back down. Anyone else? Yes, in the back. Up, right back down. You see all those hands quickly went up. Come on, give God a shout. Give God a praise today. That's the greatest miracle we see every week. So I want everyone to pray this prayer together. Bow your heads, close your eyes, say, Jesus. Say, I need you. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, be number one. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. So today, I am valuable. Today, my calling's too great. And my God is too good to be distracted by things that do not matter. Say, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, give God a shout. Give him a praise. Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc.